0: Live from the historic Detroit Golf Club, home of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, it's the Spin on Golf Show presented by Rocket Mortgage. With your hosts, PGA Professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian. And welcome into another
1: season of Spin on Golf here on 760 WJR. Of course, on the radio, on StreamYard as well. Uh, so glad that you can join us wherever you may be. We are in exotic locations, to be sure, to start our first show uh, this year. First of all, uh, Jordan Young is joining us in Vegas right now. Uh, you've got Mike Fay and B.C., over at the beautiful Detroit Golf Club, which I, I'm intrigued to hear about because BC was telling us it does look different out there. And I, I can't wait to see uh, what that's like. And I, I'm just in in good old boring Northville tonight. But uh, can't wait to be uh, together with the boys all year long. And certainly with you guys all year long as well. What a better way to start uh, our first season than to talk about a new Masters champion I'm gonna throw the word improbable out there and it's probably not the first time that it's been thrown out there since he won oh just a couple minutes ago but uh, congratulations to Hideki got the job done held on and as all of you said in different ways it's big for golf it's big for golf over in Japan as well
2: yeah, we just doubled the, um, the advertising power <clears throat> just by one person, which is, is great. I mean, it's great for golf, like you said, worldwide, and it's good, period, just good for golf. I mean, because you just saw a different way to win from a, tra- a champion. He knew he was going to win, too, right, B.C.? I didn't know he was going to win until 18. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> you
3: right. <laughs> Guys, uh, it's great to be back. Season 8, Spin on Golf on WJR. Sean, good to be back good to have you with us again. Uh, yeah, I'm out here in uh, in Vegas having a good time. Got in yesterday. I'm glad that Mike and B.C. are, are holding up uh, the end of the bargain at the Detroit Golf Club, which will be there for, I believe, the next 12 weeks. Heading into the Rocket Mortgage Classic and uh, hey, Masters week, it's always fun. Great to be uh, great to be watching and see some of it. I missed the first two days, but I caught the you know a lot of the last couple. And uh, crazy back nine, Hideki hung on. Shifley, man, what was he doing on 16? I mean, what was going on in Zalatoris? I mean, that kid, that kid's fun to watch. And, he had a chance, too. So crazy stuff on the back nine. Great for a deckie. BC spent some time with him. He's a really cool guy and really talented, although he can't speak much English. But uh, I, I see that. BC sporting the, uh, the Strix on and the yellow hat there in honor of the champ. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that story on the first tee at Whistling Straits, BC. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 a good kid, but I, I think he can speak English. I think he just refuses yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to <laughs> say about that. But I've
1: seen that from a few guys around here too. That that is that is something that. Uh uh, a few hockey players have been known to to do that. They 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 lead on a little bit. Hey, uh, let's let's go across the board with you guys. Though here's a, here's a guy that hadn't won on tour in almost four years. Um, he's still only 29 years old. I mean that that's the crazy thing. Uh, but BC, you were saying while we were uh, on uh, Sports rap here on 760 WJR, it's just a subtle reminder of how difficult it is. Not just to win a major, but to win on the tournament. This guy is a pretty darn good golfer. He hasn't been able to win anything in four years.
2: Yeah, and you've got a hundred and what? hundred and fifty six in each field? Uh, Thirty-five? I don't know what they're playing now, Mike. That's how out of touch I am. But anyway, you've got 140 guys looking at you every every week saying, I'm going to kill you. I am <laughs> going to beat you up. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And they, all, Every one of those guys believes it, plus another ten thousand behind them. So good luck out there. It, it, it's very, very, very difficult, as Jordan might know.
1: Uh, Jordan, you had a great question from a noted golf expert. Your five-year-old nephew, uh, Simon in Ottawa, asked a great question. And, and I'm serious when I say that. Why, why don't you tell everybody what the, uh, what the question is and then give them, I guess, the best answer?
3: Well, you know, he said, hey, Why my sister texted me, Jenna, out there in Ottawa, and she said, Simon wants to know why they call it the Masters. And, you know, I am not the historian, so all of my history golf stuff goes directed towards B.C. because he's the the voice of reason and Mm. the historian. And and Mike might know, too, because Mike's a pretty smart guy. But I have no clue why it's called the Masters. So hopefully you guys can help us out here. I, I don't know.
2: Well, back in 39, well, 34, Horton Smith wins um the original one and they called it the augusta invitational invitational which to me it still is but um they thought it would be a better we need a better term for this better much better term so we call it the augusta masters and they said it, it didn't sound right it wasn't big enough it didn't let's just call it the master so uh Robert Trent Jones finally whittled it down to just calling it the Masters in 1939. Got it. That's the short version of the whole story, in the PG or G version. Let's put it that. Got it.
3: I've got another question. I mean, have they changed the back of the range this year? It seemed like we were getting some different shots uh, from that little cabin behind the range on the corner. There, did
2: they add something? I well, the media they kind of moved the media around a little bit, and then I've never seen so many cameras. I mean, I I stopped there, and again, there must have I must have seen 150 cameras, like mounted permanent camera positions from positions like over there up in the trees, and plus they had the drone going, which you saw all week. So you, I think that was great because you really got a perspective on the hilliness and the terrain change of the golf course for the first time you could really see that, Mike. And the shadows, right? I mean, we never really saw a lot of shadows. Right. It it was really cool. So I, I was kind of struck by the amount of cameras, really? permanent cameras around the whole golf course yeah. that were like new, like, whoa, look, look at that camera. Really?
3: What'd you guys think about the, the the new camera angles where they were walking with the players and it looked kind of, pan, not panoramic, but it had that kind of movie shot type style where it was a little different filter and they would walk behind them. It was kind of, it almost looked like a commercial, but it was live. What'd you guys think of that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a little Hollywoodish for me. I mean, I like to see <laughs> golf shots. And
3: I like to see BC's, golf
2: shots, some old school. But you know, uh, whatever. BC's is
3: very conservative tonight. I mean, it's we're 15 <laughs> minutes into the show and he's just kind of bland so far. What's up, BC?
2: Give me a little. bit. you know what? I, I drove over here about a long time ago, so I'm winding down. Marthro oh. got me so fired up coming over here. He you got oh. <laughs> me so fired up, and then I kind of burnt out. So I'll, I'll be wow. back.
1: We'll get fired Uh, up. We're about about to go to a break when we come back. Mark Hollis is going to join us. We'll get his take on uh, what transpired today and that beautiful, beautiful course down in Augusta, Georgia. Don't you go anywhere. It's Spin on Golf on a Sunday night right here on 760 WJR.
0: Welcome back to the Spin on Golf Show presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Now back to your hosts, PGA Professionals Jordan Young, Mike Faye, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian.
1: Well, so glad you could join us here, Spin on Golf, on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Great to be joined by an old friend of the station. Still doing a heck of a lot of stuff. This guy's never going to slow down. And, uh, just regaling us during the break of, of some of his history at that beautiful golf course down in Augusta. Let's welcome him in Mark Hollis, of course the vice president of business development uh, for rock ventures. And, and first of all, Mark, thank you for joining us And 29 times. Did I hear that number correctly? You've played that beautiful course 29 times. Uh, give or take
4: a little bit. It's, it's right in that range uh, at least round. So it's, you know, we've had some some really memorable experiences down there with some great friends, but uh, also some very challenging ones when when Hideki hit that shot on uh, on number 1. I I recall being over there, I think I hit the concession stand once when I <laughs> was going off one, but, uh, I'm a scrambler. Uh, I like to hit it, you know, hit it far off the first tee and recover. So it's a it's a fun course to do that on.
1: You know, what's interesting about this is we, we were talking before you came on, Mark. Uh, it, look, a major is a major. There's something about that place. There's something about the Masters. There's something about Augusta. Can you put your finger on? I'm going to ask these guys later. They're going to have some time to think about it, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What is it that seems to set that place and this event apart from everything else?
4: Well, I'll tell you this: My daughter is uh, 27 years old. She ha- ha- happens to live in Atlanta now. But 27 years ago, we were trying to come up with her name, uh, and my wife got the first name of Catherine, and I got the second name of Augusta. Oh. So naming my daughter after that place, I think it kind of gives gives a sense uh, of what it means to to most most anybody that's a golf uh, aficionado. It's uh, it, it's a place that if you watch it on TV which is all I had done prior to uh, Katie uh, picking up that name, um, you really you know you felt something special about that event it, it rose higher than any other major it rose higher than any other tournament and so much history was done there. When you have a chance to step on it either to play or, or to go to the tournament it's um, it, it's surreal it's it, it's like nothing. It takes what you see on TV and just rises to another level. It's it's the beauty, uh, it's the scenery, uh, it, it's the gathering of the type you know the type of uh, of people that that come to the golf course, uh, the energy. Uh, I don't think you hear roars quite like you hear at, at the Masters at at any other tournament. Um, so it's you know it has it on the elevations. They they talk even they talk about the elevations on TV. You can't believe it till you see it it's even more so than that. It's it's the elevations are incredible and the angles that these guys have to hit the ball from and to is, is just remarkable.
3: Yeah, you know, last, a uh, couple of years ago, 2019, I had my first opportunity to get on the grounds and it was pretty special. I think I can compare it to my very first NHL hockey game in, in Edmonton watching Wayne Gretzky play. And, uh, you know, you just... The smells, the scenery, uh, you know, the players, the patrons, the food. And, and it just makes you want to go back. And it, it's not just all about the golf, but it's, it's the experience. And, and, you know, I definitely want to go back. But I guess my question to you, Mark, would be what out of the ordinary really, really got you uh, while you were playing the golf course? And, and what, what holes or what experiences really got you
4: um it, you know Amen Corner always gets you right. Number 10 is probably the most uh surprising hole as you go around at the first time to be up on that tee box and have your ball wrap, you know, wrap down the hill and and hopefully go in the right direction. Um, <laughs> but but when you hit that back area where you're walking from uh, from green to tee to um, to green to tee in that in that very tight, you know, quarters back there, um it's just like Uh, a slice of heaven. It's just, it's amazing to be, um, to be on those grounds, but I'd say 10 and then, you know, the three back in the corner.
2: Hey, Mark, um, you know, the thing that struck me and I hit a couple shots from probably some areas I shouldn't have, but um, the ability for these guys to hit it close to those holes. I mean, the little areas where these flags are put. And if you look at the, I've got one of the yard books when I was there, look at the areas and then the slopes away from the hole and the slopes up, up above the hole. I, I'm yeah. amazed these guys can break par. I'm a, I mean, it's truly amazing. And, no, and
4: I'm like you. I'm like, you know, when you're putting, you're fortunate enough to have caddies that, you know, know this place better than you, but when you're putting and you think it's going this way and they tell you to go that way and you're like, there's no way. And, and it goes, putting is hard enough, but imagine having to land the ball on those greens, right? Right. And go at the spot where it has to go in order for it. It's the, the undulations on those greens, um, putting is hard enough, but even today watching them land the ball in certain locations, knowing, um, with confidence where the ball is, is, is going to end up going was, uh, you know, in most cases, remarkable. Yeah.
1: Mark Hollis, kindly joining us again, Vice President of Business Development, uh, Rock Ventures. Uh, Mark, I don't know how much you can say, but um, uh, let's see: a bottle of goodness, Morton Anderson, in a late night out on the course. Are we allowed yeah. to talk about that, Mark?
4: Yeah, I've, you know, I've been fortunate to go down with some really good friends, Izzo D'Antonio. Um, you know, we we made a trek down there. I, I've taken um, uh, Morton's a, a good one to bring up. Um, we, sometimes, you know, the things you go down there and you generally will play two rounds when you go with, with a a member and then you go to dinner and and they used to have an old wine cellar, right? Where you would go down and Eisenhower wrote in pencil where he stored his wine. And for, for me, that was a very cool, you know, experience. I like to see all the inner workings in the back, but after dinner and after drinks, Morton and I took uh, a bottle of wine, two glasses and a scroll out to Amen Corner, we sat on a bench and uh, just talked about life. You know, we talked about uh, him being the leading uh, scorer in the NFL and, you know, what that meant to him and things he's trying to do with his his role for um, the men and women of the armed forces um, and, and, and raise funds and, and generate things like that. And it's just – you're sitting there and you're having this conversation. You have to – you almost can't hear what he's saying because of what you're seeing. It, it's um, – it, it was it was a fun experience, but one that um, w- was remarkable to be in the in the presence uh, of that beautiful course and also a really cool guy,
1: Mark. Uh, one of the things that I think people are excited about is is you know really kicking it up with the Rocket Mortgage Classic this year, and Area three one three uh, is to become the most charitable three holes in golf. Can you talk about that? Because it's 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 like. This just keeps growing. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's great to see your smile because I think it's matching the smiles for all of us as well. Uh, this is just going to be such a fun next couple of months.
4: Yeah, it really is. And you have to go back to, you know, Dan really had the vision of moving the PGA Tour to the city of Detroit. And I mean the city of Detroit and the Detroit Golf Club where you guys are sitting. I recognize that table all too well because that's, that's headquarters right there uh, during tournament week. Uh, but it's, um, you know, for, for Dan to have that vision and to see it come to life. And, and Jay, you know, last year it would have been very easy not to have a Rocket Mortgage Classic. And Jay, you know, Jay put out the challenge. Let's let's impact the outcome. Let's use this event to do something special, even when, uh, even when uh, patrons aren't on the course. And, and we, we went out and did that. We raised... I think 1.2 million in year one, we, we more than doubled that in year two to benefit uh, the city of Detroit, the people of Detroit, Detroiters uh, have an impact on, on uh, the digital divide, uh, changing the course uh, and really launching Connect 313 in a positive way that, I mean, if you can imagine going through COVID without, you know, wifi, without the ability to connect for jobs, for, uh, uh, for healthcare, uh, for education. You go through all those different circumstances. That's what the Rocket Mortgage is all about. And Casey Herbis and, and his marketing team and Jason Langwell and and the tournament team just do an incredible job of coming up with ideas, coming up with concepts. Uh, and this is the latest. It's, you know, we we don't know what the Rocket Mortgage is going to look like from a fan perspective this year. So you have to do things that are creative and, and out of the box and, and challenging. And you know that this is another component uh, of what that's going to be like, Bubba. You know he handed us a great gift by having that event last year with uh, with the uh, little playoff they had on Wednesday. So we're, we're looking at things a little differently this year and and what we can add to the event to um, to continue to make it a great great event. Um, the other thing, if I can throw in real quickly, there's no other event on the PGA Tour like the one in Detroit. It's unique. Um, it, it's in the city. It's in an urban area. It, it really captures the essence of what Detroit's all about from top to bottom. And that's why it's you know, so fun to help Jay and Jason and Casey and, and Dan uh, help execute this at a very high level. And it's, it's going to just get better and better every year.
1: No doubt about that. Hey, a word before we let you go as well, and we really appreciate the time with Mark Hollis here on uh, 760 WJR. Talk a little bit about the John Shippen, the, the two-day tournament that uh, is is going to be a part of the festivities this year.
4: Yeah, a- another special event. I got to tip my hat to um, uh, Kelly Besser with Intersport and Jason Langwell. They they devised this this new event to bring to Detroit. It's a national event. Uh, both both men and women will be competing. Uh, they'll be competing for an opportunity to play in the LPGA Dow, Dow event as well as uh, a spot in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. But it, it brings uh, the the rich black history of golf that happens in, happened in Detroit or and continues to happen in Detroit along with a national level. And we'll focus all that in our city in a national uh, focus. Jason has been has time on CBS Leading into the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where it will be featured, we're working with the Golf Channel and some other broadcasts. But it's really intended of who's playing on that Monday and uh, Sunday and Monday, uh, competing uh, for for spots to play on the PGA Tour and the IPGA Tours. So it's going to be a fun, exciting week, um, weekend to weekend, and we've got uh, a lot going on. And I know you guys will have uh, wall-to-wall coverage on on all of it.
1: No doubt about it. Mark, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Great to hear your perspective on on one of the most legendary golf courses ever and certainly an event that we are pretty fond of here as well. Looking forward to the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Continued success to you. I'm sure we'll talk soon, Mark.
4: Sounds great. Appreciate it. From Boeing Country
2: another oh, right place
1: to be. <laughs> Mark is kindly joining us. Uh when we come back another special guest talking a little bit about that beautiful course down in Georgia, Randy Lewis joins us. Right here Spin on Golf on a Sunday night. Don't you go anywhere 760 WJR.
0: Back for another round, it's the Spin on Golf show, presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Once again, your hosts, PGA professionals Jordan Young Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian. Well,
1: good evening, everybody. 7.35 on a Sunday night. So glad you could join us. Spin on golf here. And glad that this gentleman can join us as well. He is a member of the Michigan Golf Hall of Fame. Knows just a little something about Augusta himself. Uh, Let's bring him in. Kindly joining us on Spin on Golf. Uh, Randy Lewis. And first of all, Randy, appreciate the time. and certainly appreciate the conversation here on spin on golf. How are you, sir?
5: Good, good. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. So.
1: Hey, Randy, I I was asking these guys earlier and I I guess it's your turn now. I mean, every event is, is special. I mean, that's why they're called majors. There just seems to be a little something extra special about Augusta and the masters. A is that your feeling and B what was that like for you? Being down on on what is considered Hollywood grounds by so many, yeah, no, it, you know, it's
5: interesting. Uh, when I was there, um, you can tell that it, everything's different. Uh, even the professionals, the experiences they are, and as many great events as they've played in, they are so happy and excited to be at Augusta. It's a different feeling for them too. And and I, I had lunch with Matt Kuchar one day, and he spoke to that. I mean, there's just no place like. Augusta National and really nothing like the Masters tournament. I mean, it's so special. And the grounds really are hollowed. I mean, with the history of the game, Bobby Jones. You know, Augusta's the only golf course I've ever arrived at where I was I was nervous I mean, when I drove in those gates for the first time. Um, I mean, I was nervous. So I haven't had that feeling any other time, even though I played a lot of great golf courses over the years, but. Uh, it's just an incredible place. It's just how do you know what they're saying? just beyond uh, description.
1: How spectacular it is! So, and, and already uh, BC, you, you're you're already throwing out a challenge. By the way, during the break, I, I had to share that with everybody. BC, so, now you're going to let him beat you once this year? Is is that what the conversation was? I figured we could continue that convo on the
2: air. Is that well, fair? I I, God, I forgot. I'm with the media, and you got to watch <laughs> what you say, Randy. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. And, you know, yeah, we're going to play a practice round in with Ian this week and, uh, you know, look around the golf course. But Randy's never seen it before, so he's going to play well this week. And, um, you know, I'll tighten it up a little bit when it comes tournament time for the U.S. Senior Open Qualifier at Nowood But, you know, Randy, I, I, I was, was talking to Mark Hollis about the – I'm amazed because I've played the golf course how – great I'm going to say great the guys are like Matsuyama hit that shot in there three and a half feet on 16 yesterday how hard of a shot that is even with the nine iron how small the placement areas are of the whole locations and looking at how you could make a 15 foot putt there is just amazing to me you played in tournament conditions it's harder it's way harder than playing it in normal conditions so if you can relay some of that information it'd be great
5: yeah I mean you know the greens have so much movement to them and I don't know if you noticed um in the overhead shots that they had. I don't know if they're using drones, but I thought that was a really nice touch on the broadcast day because you you don't see the undulations as well uh, on TV as what they really are like in person. But I thought the drone coverage really gave you a lot better sense of just how much movement there are to those screens. But, yeah, there's just so many spots where they can put the pins that they're on little plateaus, and there's really only about one or two angles that you've got to have the right kind of putt. And even if you're putting from uphill to those plateaus, you have to be careful because if you slide it more than three feet by the hole, all of a sudden you can see it go the other way. I When when the first hole in 2012, when I played Gerges, I don't know, he had a 25 foot putt and he ended up putting it off the green and made triple. Uh, I mean, they can get away from you so quick. So um, some of the shots are incredibly exacting and you really, I mean, you really have to have the ball up in the air with some spin. I, I you know, it, you, it's pretty difficult um, where they put those pins um, to keep the ball around the hole unless you've got the ability to hit it way up with some spin, I think. so.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, saw, you saw Shoffley on the third hole. That was a great example. You, you could be 25 yards from the green and make a double bogey mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. mean, it's just unbelievable. And they did show a good shot of Shoffley's third shot. How much elevation change there was, and he's twenty-five yards from the hole.
1: And we've never seen that on three, right?
2: Never, right. never, never seen those camera no. angles. Uh. Yeah, they did a great job this year with the with the low camera angles. And then, like uh, before you came on, I, I, I was there and I saw all these cameras in place, uh, Randy, that I never even knew existed. You know, they're in trees. They were here, like you said. The drone shots were just incredible, and it gave you so much appreciation of what the grounds are.
3: Yeah, I was noticing, um, you know, you guys talk about the undulations and the greens, how everybody was leaving that putt short on on 13. They're obviously all hitting their 7 irons and 8 irons up there for their eagle putts from 45 feet behind. But it's interesting how they just couldn't figure out that, that they'd slow down that much and how many guys weren't converting their 2-putt birdie. Uh, you know, just just crazy how quickly things can change there.
2: Yeah, I wonder how many uh how much grass he clipped off the greens uh this morning, Mike, after, <laughs> you know, cuz they are so healthy and they're so on edge mm-hmm. and they're so perfect and they're so controlled from underneath that how much grass he picked up after that rain, you know, probably, they probably mowed them and then mowed them again this morning. Mm-hmm. How many buckets he dumped off those greens? Huge difference from the first day, right? Oh my just, lord, it was like cement. Yeah. But what <laughs> a great uh great to have somebody on that that actually has played in the Masters. Earned the right to play in the Masters. Randy won the Mid-Amateur Championship um, the year before, and uh, Randy has some good stories about playing with Tom Watson. Right, Randy?
5: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so T- Tom was a big inspiration to me uh, when he almost won the British Open at age fifty-nine, and I kind of looked at that and used that as motivation because I'm mean, like, well, I mean, of course, Watson's one of the all-time greats, but I mean, he did prove that uh, you know, age doesn't always have to be the ultimate limiting factor, and uh, so anyway when i when i did qualify for augusta i sat down and and i was able to get his address and then i wrote him just a handwritten letter and uh, just explained to him you know they'd been an inspiration i had been a fan of his and you know i'd like to you know i have a chance to play a practice round with him so you know i didn't hear anything for quite a while i wrote it you know early january i believe and then uh I was down in Florida practicing and my wife called me and she says, Well, guess what you got in the mail today? And I said, What? She's got a note from Tom Watson. And it was it was perfect. It was classic Watson too. It said, Randy, eight AM, first day, Augusta National, April, whatever the date was. Be there. <laughs> Looking forward to playing with you, Tom. <laughs> so wow. And that's how that's cool how I got that. I went together. So it Yeah, that was yeah. Well, that was a special day because that was the first time. That my wife, well, my wife had been there once with me on a previous visit. We got to meet Jack Nicholas that day, which was pretty cool. But um, um, that that was the first time that my boys and and you know my in-laws, my mom, who hadn't seen me play in like 35 years, they all showed up to watch that practice. We had like 50 people from Alma up, so it was just a just a spectacular day. It was so much fun. I, I just just a thrill of a lifetime.
1: That is so awesome! Like just hearing you say that, I mean, that's that's a pinch yourself moment. I mean, not only are you there, but you're playing with a guy that's been an inspiration to you. And I, I mean, that's that's got to be one of those things, Randy. Were you sitting there going, "Is this happening? Is is this real?" Because I mean, just hearing that sent goosebumps down my spine.
5: Yeah, it was it was like a fairy tale. I mean, it was. I mean, the whole week was just so special, and I and I knew what would happen. The whole week just flew by i mean it was like you blinked and the whole week was over with so no it was really cool and tom was a great guy too he was really personable and we had a lot of good conversation we talked about his days when he came up to northern michigan and played at belvedere and Walloon lake country club and talked about humming and all that good stuff but uh no it was quite a special day and then actually when we got done martin Keimer had played with us too and andy north and uh Tom had us up to the champion's locker room for lunch.
2: So I just added to the whole
5: experience. You dog. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Randy Lewis kindly joining us here on Spin on Golf. Is it about keeping the emotions in check at a place like that too? Because I mean, here you've played the game your whole life, but there's got to be that moment. Okay, you know what? This course is still like any other course. Is that a big part, the mental aspect of I'm at Augusta that, that guys have to keep in check?
5: Oh, yeah. No, I think not just for the amateurs, but the professionals, too, especially the ones that haven't been there with a lot of frequency. I mean, it's it's such a big stage, and it's a unique golf course. And, um, you know, it's you, you're arguably one of the five greatest sporting events on the planet, right? So um, it's a big deal. And in the pros, I mean, Garrigus. I mean, his hands were shaking. I watched him put on the first screen and his hands were shaking. So, I mean, it's a big deal to everybody that's there. And I did a lot of deep breathing. I thought about that first t shot for six months. And, mm. um, you know, I, I think I spoke to it earlier in another interview that um, it was nice because uh, I, I got to go early Thursday morning. We were the second group off. And I played with uh, Jose Mariel LaFable and, and, like I said, Robert Gerges. And – Jose Maria hooked it left into the trees, and Gary just hit it right into the trees. And so I thought, okay, I can do this. So I just ripped it right down the middle.
2: Ripped? Randy Lewis ripped the shot? Wow. Ripped,
5: ripped, ripped for a 54-and-three-quarters-year-old guy, right?
3: Yes, so, you don't
2: awesome. miss fairways, yeah. Pretty special. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey. Thanks for being with us, Randy. I really appreciate it.
5: Yep. Thanks. Really
1: appreciate it. Hopefully we can catch up again and continued success to you, Randy. Uh, Thanks a lot.
5: Appreciate it. All right. Randy Lewis,
1: kindly joining us here. Spin on golf. Don't you go anywhere. One more segment to go on a Sunday night. So glad you could join us wherever you may be right here on 760 WJR.
0: Welcome back to the spin on golf show presented by rocket mortgage and the rocket mortgage classic. Now back to your hosts, PGA professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian.
1: And welcome back in. One more segment to go here on a Sunday night. But fret not, we're going to be here for the next, what, 58 Sundays in a row? Something like that. I'm not complaining one bit either. We're going to be hanging out uh, every Sunday night, whether it be in the comfort of our home studios or... Like Mr. Faye and BC at the Detroit Golf Club. I'm not sure we'll be in Vegas again uh, for another edition of Spin on Golf, but I'm not going to discount it either. But uh, Jordan Young with a special guest in Vegas right now. Jordan, who you got?
3: Well, yeah, my good friend Luke LeFevre is with us. And, you know, as long as we know this guy, we might be able to come to Vegas. But uh, we are actually working out here. We're not just playing and having a good time. Uh, Luke's a longtime friend, fellow Canadian, runs uh, the Oxford National Pro-Ams, and uh, we watched a little bit of the Masters today. Luke, why don't you tell them a little bit about what's going on out here and what you thought of the, the tournament? Yeah, we've got our uh, sixth annual Oxford National Pro-Am at uh, Shadow Creek this week here in Las Vegas. It's kind of a special one for us. Guys get to play. Uh, they're pro with four amateurs, get to play Shadow Creek three days in a row. It's uh, kind of a treat for everybody. We're here at Bellagio tonight. Uh, do this a couple of times a year with Shadow and a bunch of other events out here. Um, but yeah, we had a chance to watch the Masters today. I thought it was great. Great for golf. Hideki's a talent that uh, obviously we all know that. And um, I don't think we're going to quite understand the global uh, impact of him winning for a little bit. But uh, I can imagine in Japan right now, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Did you see Shifley make six on sixteen. Yeah, I did see that. That was... Uh, <laughs> That kind of came yeah, out of left field. It was, it was a bummer. Yeah. So, BC, going full circle, Hideki, yeah. the winner, uh, all that. You know, I was lucky enough to be on, on your bag at uh, Whistling Straits, and we got a chance to play with Hideki on uh, a practice round. And it was kind of funny because, you know, for those of you that don't know BC, which this is probably, the, you know, everybody knows, uses a yellow ball, six on ball. And so uh, we got lucky enough to play with Hideki and the guys. uh And BC said, Hey, hey, yellow ball, yellow ball. And Hideki looks over and he's like, What? We're standing on the first tee. There's a thousand people watching. And he fires this yellow ball over Hideki and he looks over and grabs it like this, catches it. And he goes, No yellow. (laughs) He pulls out his white ball and tees it up and rips it
2: (laughs) it down the middle. It
3: it was pretty funny. BC throws this ball and I'm like, Oh, I hope he sees it coming. He, He caught it last second
2: kind of took uh, it for granted that he would see it
3: yeah and it wasn't a close toss it was from about 25 feet away too but uh tell us a little bit about the experience on the course it was really cool how you guys worked doing some short game shots and and you know i mentioned earlier that he didn't communicate very well that was a long time ago where he he didn't communicate well you know at that point with his english but
2: you guys he he kind of he kind of did remember we had the guy from uh, on the VP from on yeah, yeah. carrying yeah. about 40 wedges under his arm, yeah. because the bunkers were so you know rustic or yeah. rough, you want to call, it, the furrows or whatever they did to him. So he had a whole bunch of these wedges, and by the end of the round, he only had like six. Like he'd leave them or he was giving them away. I don't know. But Hideki was trying different shots and showing me these different shots with his hands in different bounces and different you know grinds on the front edge. And I'm just like,
3: oh. they weren't talking. They were just like BC would hit three shots and go oh 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 yeah, and then that would be like, oh, and he hit yeah. two shots, and then he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're both, like, looking at each other and, you know, making these sign languages and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I, I
2: mean, mean, it was so cool, that You out, don't that. need to speak a language to understand what somebody's really trying to say in golf. It was so cool. I mean... It- you know, one of the 10, ten now now—not a higher moment in my life with a, with a, a champion at Augusta, but you can converse in golf, no matter what language you speak, Mike, it was really cool. It had to be awesome for you. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, and Jordan, you know, the Dice K, uh, the cat, Dice was, K yeah. was screwing with Jordan in the bag. You sure. know, he dropped the bag a few times because yeah. Dice K was screwing with oh, him. Oh, you know? come <laughs> on. I
3: didn't drop that bag. <laughs> no.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I dropped the head cover, and that's on national TV, but that yeah. was on the green. I dropped yeah. the head cover for two seconds, and every everybody in the crowd went, head cover.
2: Yeah. No, I remember we were there. Yep. Yeah, you were yep, there. Yep. Rachel yeah, and uh, Mike were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool, mm-hmm. cool moment. So, anyway, enough. What about that, you was our,
3: that was our nice little circle back? Uh, Hideki, a champion. Yeah. Is he going to light the torch in the Olympics?
2: I certainly hope so because he is a real national hero, like a Pele was. You know, uh, I think he's that big of a statement to his country. Um and, and I really hope he does. I think he's the one that touches it down. I guess you would say the the final torch. To light the big fire at the uh, at, at the Olympics, the beginning of the Olympics, but I, I think he's that big of a a, a person um, to the country, especially now.
3: And he has such a mob that follows him. I mean, and the pressure on yeah. him too. So this is this will be good for him. You yep. saw the emotion come out at the end. Yep.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. All good. I mean, good. Like you said, good for golf again globally because we are all in this together to move golf globally and grow the game of golf. And that certainly didn't hurt. It did, it, Mike. Big. Yeah, huge.
1: Gosh, yeah I want to visit that because you just touched on it and Luke said it earlier. I mean, look, golf has exploded so much. Tiger, tiger, tiger. OK, there I got it out of the way. Golf has exploded. How much bigger can it get? I, I mean, if, if people aren't aware that it's bad and it's worldwide right now, I mean, my goodness gracious to hear you guys who who've had an up close and personal look at how much this has exploded, say it can get even bigger with a win of this magnitude. My goodness gracious, look out.
2: Yeah, but you've, you're talking about a, a Japanese culture or an Asian culture. They have very limited space, let's be honest. But do they have more space in China? Does this affect China golf just as well because it's the Asian culture we're talking about? Yes, there's separation of, of Koreans and, and and Japanese and, and uh, Chinese, but I, I think it helps the whole Asian culture and how much more it can grow in China. How much more can the game grow in China? And what this does to a person it gives them something to do it gives them activity it gives them outside we all know what it does for everybody but it, it, it's a huge thing and then hopefully it flows over to russia and, and then we can just keep on going from there the countries that we think are you know very oppressed or very you know very poor this would do nothing but help them mike yes absolutely you Couldn't guys can't that.
5: forget uh
3: the women's amateur champion also uh right japanese I believe uh-huh. and then uh Kudos to Drive, Chip, and Putt for doing their, their thing to grow the game. Always special. Uh, we had a few uh, Michigan representatives this this year. Uh, I believe one of them was a division champion. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, neat stuff to grow the game and Augusta doing their thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, It definitely. Again, it, it starts from the grassroots. It starts, you know, one of Mike's students can make it there next sure. year. One of our students can make it there next year. It's that simple and that's easy to get on a roll and get to that level, and it, it's very special for these kids. Yes. And this is just a huge beginning and upside to their careers or their golf. I was there in 2018 Yeah. one of my students. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So congratulations, Kate. She played really good. Right, Jordan?
5: That was yeah, good. Kate Kate good.
3: Brody, Doug's okay. daughter, yep. over there at Warwick okay. Hills. Yep.
5: yep.
1: All right, guys. We got about a minute to go. You know, I always like to ask you if you got anything going on this week that you want to get out there in the community before we all reconvene uh, next week. Mike Faye, anything new with you coming up this next week?
2: Getting all new programs going on starting in May. So excited at Walnut Creek. Outstanding. How about you, BC? I would. I. I. We haven't said this, but thank you, Danny Gilbert, for bringing the tournament back home. Thank you, Rocket Mortgage, for letting us do this. Um, it's great. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And
3: uh, just a special uh, dedication to Mr. Dykema. Uh, He passed this past week, and we'll dedicate this show to him. And uh, God bless him
1: absolutely all right hey guys a pleasure it flies by as always look forward to doing it again uh next week seven o'clock right here on 760 Wjr lots of thanks out there of course Jeff Marcero really appreciate you uh Randy Lewis Mark Hollis uh Luke for being a special guest Nick Roddy uh Eric Dortch uh Ray Templin. I think Ray. I got everybody. For everybody, my name is Sean Belegian saying we'll talk to you next week right here on Spin on Golf on 760 WJR.